Welcome back to the That's All Right Though podcast. We had a brief intermission for spring break, but we're back, we're rejuvenated, and we're ready to go. Today on the podcast, we have Derek Arhin, a good friend of mine. He's a two-time Atlantic 10 champion with the University of Rhode Island men's soccer team. He's currently in a sports psychology graduate program at Springfield College in Massachusetts, and we talk about leadership styles, unifying team dynamics, the role of music in our lives, how we became friends, the importance of quality banter, and much, much more. So stay tuned. Okay, so do you want to talk about how I changed your life, or should I? Oh my days, <laughs> already. <laughs> how you changed my life, huh? I reckon you take the lead. Okay, so I remember we were sitting in a Duncan in the Student Union Duncan. Oh, this is real. This is a real story. Yes. Okay, here we go. So I remember, was it, it probably was my sophomore year, maybe, and you were like, you know, because you're a kin, you were a kin major. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know, I'm just not, I don't think this is really what I want to do, but I'm already a, like a junior. It's too late. Mm. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? And you were like, well, I think I'm interested in psychology. And I was like, so do psychology. It's never too late to change. And you're mm. like, I, uh. you're like, I could not, <laughs> my parents would just not allow that. I remember this now. I was like, well, why don't you minor in psych? And then you could be like a sports psychologist. And I kid you not, you just looked at me and you were like, I can do that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And look at you now. You know, this is funny because every time you bring it up, I'm like, I really have to give this girl credit for yeah helping me switch up. But yeah, it just goes back to that. Wow, memory lane. So yeah, the Union back, Duncan. Back, <laughs> back in, back in undergrad when people pleasing was like number one thing I had to do. So Yeah. So what was your... What, how did we become friends? Like, what was your first impression of me? Um, was it the LCR? Mm-hmm. So, woman soccer function. Yeah. And, right? That's my was first... Jenna's house at the time. Um, my freshman year. Okay. Volleyball lived there, too. Yeah. So, whatever the case was, it was of some function. And... I don't really remember. I just remember having this conversation with you where we just, just we did, there's no intro. Yeah. All I remember is us like deep in conv- like deep in thought, just chatting about random things. Life, yeah. yeah. So I guess I didn't really think too much of it because it was just so random that I didn't think I was going to see you again, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, it just became a regular thing, like lunch at the union. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just became really good friends. But you have this quality about you, unfortunately and unfortunately, where I feel like you naturally become everybody's therapist. You think so? Yeah. What makes you say Myself that? Myself included. Because you just have such a welcoming energy mm-hmm. that, and like a non judgmental approach to things that I think people open up to you very easily and can trust you very easily you're a very Mm. trustworthy person and yeah just non-judgmental and so i think that you have a a gift of being able to find your people like wherever you're at you're very like you don't change who you are but you're very adaptable like Mm. you can find your group yeah no it's funny you say that um i was just talking with like my friends like recently like you know with at this stage in life where like 
noticing we're more aware of like our like certain qualities mm-hmm. which is very good for the stage in life because now it kind of gives like a clearer like idea of where we you know the careers we want to go into so like some people have certain natural qualities that it's making them like want to do something like business nursing blah 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 so <clears throat> reflecting you know you just cough into my mic <laughs> No cover over the mouth or anything. That was crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, just that like I honestly forgot those qualities like in people that drive them towards certain things. Yeah, so I think for me, like I found that um, way with my friends. I don't know where it came from. I don't know what like specifically it is, but I have realized that too. I wouldn't say therapist. No, but you're but, you're a really good listener. Okay. Sometimes I just don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like. Yeah. And then I'm monotone, so I just it looks like neutral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, speaking because we were talking earlier about now you're in a master's program. You're um, you want to work in sports psychology mm-hmm. or just psychology? Um, I want to work. I don't know specifically, but just like performance counseling for athletes yeah. basically. and it was interesting because you told you said that that's one of the first things you learn is that your job is not to give advice which i think mm-hmm. is interesting because i'm also in therapy and you think like oh your therapist is going to tell you what how to approach a certain situation yeah. when really that's not like how it works yeah exactly coming in you know part of the reason i came into this field is because i was like wow like i have that like you said earlier that like energy that people feel comfortable coming to me and telling me like what's going on and i think it's because they could kind of tell that i could see it right from looking at them even if they haven't told me yet Mm -hmm. so um come into this field you know day one i'm like all right i'm gonna be great at this and then i remember the first thing one of our professors said if you think you're in this field because you're good a given advice then you have gone the complete wrong idea of what counseling really is and i was like huh i'm learning already (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like a cool introduction and um just learning that you know kind of like your client has the best knowledge of who they are Mm. so you kind of just like a counselor is just like a person that guides them to better understanding themselves exactly yeah so talk a little bit about kind of your background because you moved to the United States in eighth grade. Yes. So um, born in South Africa, then my parents wanted to move to um, the UK and then we lived there till I was 12 years old. Then I moved to the States. And to Connecticut. Yeah. Can you share this story about why your parents moved to Connecticut? <laughs> Or, like, why to New England? Because I feel like when you told me this, I thought it was... Oh, this story yeah. is the most annoying story <laughs> is I have it? to tell You don't people. have to share. No, it's just so funny because um, the whole idea was, like, well, at least from my perspective and my younger sister was, all right, we're coming to America on vacation in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here on vacation. We're, like, having fun. We're going to New York, you know, seeing family in Jersey. Yeah. couple in Connecticut. I'm like, oh, it's not so bad. And then we go to Disney World. I'm like, oh, America, you know, fun, fun vacation. Go back. I start eighth grade, you know, 
I'm like, did they ever life te- is good. Did they ever tell you? They were ever like, it was, oh, this is permanent. It was like, I kid you not. So I started eighth grade September. We moved October. And they told me once I started eighth grade. <laughs> and I was, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. You, could, you could imagine. What, what was a bigger accomplishment? Winning the A-10 championship or passing your U.S. citizenship test? That's a just that's a good question, um, or maybe you can't even compare them. I, I just, re- two I, just re- I just things. remember I wouldn't, when I wouldn't you like compare the two. I remember when you were like studying for it or like getting ready to take it, mm-hmm. and so I just remember that yeah, era of our friendship. back when the whole Twenty One Savage thing. Do you remember that era? Oh, and they were like <laughs> gonna deport. They were gonna him. deport him. I yeah. was like, yeah. So it's funny that, um, yeah, that's when I became a U.S. citizen. I guess it's just. A remind I don't, I, it wasn't really a big deal at the time I'm not gonna lie like I, it is a big deal to become a US citizen but to me um I never really think too much of it you know it's citizenship like, it, revolt <laughs> <laughs> I don't know maybe I was too young to understand the meaning of being an American and you know what comes with it but yeah I feel like it's just very two different things yeah for e, a 10 yeah. championship u.s citizen (laughs) (laughs) what a comparison what is it has it been like going from like uri to then springfield like being in two completely different words and worlds and playing on a soccer team at two different universities two different team dynamics going from a team that i mean at least from the outside at uri like you guys seem very close Mm -hmm. and did you still feel that same camaraderie going to a new place, being older, like mm. putting yourself in a new situation? How did you adapt to that? Yeah, so, yeah, obviously loved URI four years. You know, we won a lot of um, things together. So we, you know, the, the more you win, bond, natural yeah. bond, exactly. So um, it was, I honestly had no expectation leaving such a great four years to find something that's going to match that or come even to close. But surprisingly, I came to Springfield, and I don't know if it was just the just soccer, what mm-hmm. soccer can do, and how it brings Unifying, people together. Yeah. That it didn't feel like I was joining a new team. Like day one preseason, I felt like, oh, I know these people; they know me without really knowing each other. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was super interesting. Like how because soccer is a very international sport you guys mm-hmm. have a lot of people from all over the world mm-hmm. i mean from england yeah. norway yeah. wherever speaking spain speaking different languages yet you guys all find a fluid way to connect mm-hmm. on the field and also socially so what do you think that is like is it just the soccer that connects you guys like how how do you create um such a unifying dynamic i think just like you said at, at the beginning i think it's just the sole fact that it's such a universal sport, mm-hmm. you could speak a complete different language and play with another player, and you could use universal like soccer lingo and language, and you'll be able to understand what each other's saying, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So naturally, <clears throat> having that one thing in common right off the bat, it's easier to connect with someone. Yeah. Do you feel the same way with volleyball? Yes, but we I haven't played with any international players, so. Okay, yeah, that was in your yeah. freshman year. Gotcha. So I um I haven't had the the language barrier aspect, but definitely I mean people from all across the country. It's like all different backgrounds, mm-hmm. all different upbringings, 
all different personality types, communication styles. Yeah. And I think that's one thing I've learned as like being in a leadership role or being a senior is that everyone has a different learning style and not everyone responds to things the same way. And especially when you get into a leadership role, Mm -hmm. people, not that people mimic you, but people look to you for permission. Yeah, And so so it's like the way that you present yourself naturally is the way that the team is either going to respond to you or um, sort of combat you depending on how you go about it. So, and that's something I've had to navigate because not everyone has the same like goals. Some people, it's like they want to win. They want to go to NCAAs. They are very extremely competitive. And some people maybe want to do that too, but they also are playing volleyball for an entirely different reason. They're playing it just because it's the sport they love and they want to play it for as long as they can. Have you always had that awareness with you and volleyball and how people interact with each other? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think when, when was I was the switch, yeah. Well, when I was younger, I think by younger I mean like 2-3 years ago, I feel like I would get a little bit defensive about certain things cuz I'm just like, well, this is what I think is best. And now I feel a little bit more evolved and I don't know if it's just growing up or the pandemic or whatever it is, but feeling like I'm, I'm not married to my opinion like I used to be. Yeah. I think I used to be just very, like, still a strong leader, but a little bit more one-track minded. Like, here's a goal and here's how we go for it. Yeah. And not as accommodating or understanding um, towards other people's mentalities or how they might take something mm-hmm. that, in my mind, was completely well-intentioned, but could completely just be perceived differently. Yeah. And that's the like big thing is that it doesn't really matter. Like you can't be so concerned with what the reaction's going to be, but ultimately when you're trying to convey a message, it, it matters how it's perceived. Yeah. And so making sure that people understand where you're coming from and that you're you have that really clear communication channel and open and honest communication is so important. Yeah. Um so yeah, I've been a lot uh more focused on that and and feedback too. I'm like hey, do you, does this sound fair? Like, do you guys think this is like we're heading in the right direction? And then getting feedback and um, just realize some stuff it's like, okay, well, that's just not applicable. It's like it, it, maybe they're making an excuse. Yeah. But for the most part, it's they're genuinely being like, well, here's how I see it. And, you know, you, you go from there. But yeah, I think just just learning to be a little bit more empathetic because – that's huge. You I love can, that word. Yeah. You Empathy. Can, you can... All it takes is, like, one bad interaction for someone to be like, I don't want to play for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think yeah. that's what's so great about teams is that you have this underlying thing where, for whatever unknown reason, you're willing to give everything for your teammate. You're yeah. willing to give your 100% effort. Yeah. yeah. And so if at any point people feel like I don't have their best interests in mind, why would they want to play for me? Why mm. would they want to, mm-hmm. you know, lift me up as a teammate? So yeah. I want to make sure that I'm carrying myself in a way where I'm not just concerned about myself and that people know that that I really have their best interest in mind, too. Because when mm. you're strong, I'm strong. Wow, Captain Gabby <laughs> of URI Volleyball oh in the building. Yeah, evolution, <laughs> evolutionary. I love that. How do you feel like 
do you think you're a le- like a leader on the field? Are you more extra? Like, how would you describe your leadership style? Um, you know, that's something I've never really reflected on. Mm-hmm. I have been, I was captain my last year at URI, and I was in a leadership role. I felt like just like coming into Springfield and being the oldest, experienced, experienced, yeah. oldest, my background. Uh, I think, um, just like how I carry myself. Like, I feel like, you know, when you're in a leadership role, a lot of people look up to you, especially the younger ones, the freshmen, they they need a roadmap, a guide. Mm -hmm. And just like how I presented myself, how, you know, I made sure everyone was included. They kind of like mimic those qualities and it creates like a healthy team dynamic. So I always focused on like how everyone could get along. That was my kind of like um, biggest contribution as a leader i felt like the like concept of building relationships and i think you know like you said talked about empathy um if everyone has that like trait on the whole team then it could you know team cam goes up everything starts flowing and it feels like just like a proper team and i think that's how you become the most successful yeah and like with empathy too i feel like it's you have to want to get to know the people that you're around. Like, you have to... It does start, like, off the court or, like, in yeah. the locker room. Like, it's not just something that's going to magically flip a switch. Like, when you, you can't force it. Right. And so, it's hard because, especially on a team sport, and I don't know how... We have a generally small team, like, respectively speaking. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting because it's it's natural to be like okay well we're not all going to be best friends that's just not realistic yeah so finding those dynamics in those pockets where it's like we don't have to like each other Mm -hmm. but we have to respect each other and we have to find a way to reach this common goal and like there's some type of magic where like when we step out on the floor like it doesn't matter whatever happened like the night before like with your roommate or whatever it's okay we have a common goal now so yeah. how, how do we achieve it and i that's like one of the things i'm grateful for with sports is it's so applicable to the real world it transcends yeah, I was just about to say that like you know we're talking heavily about you know me with soccer you with volleyball and we're using that as our experiences but it's so applicable to the real world that's why i just you know enjoy it so much yeah, yeah. i feel like too because i was a journalism major an undergrad so anytime we had to do a story i was always like well i don't do anything except for like sports so i guess i just have to do a sports-based story yeah and i would always text you or call you and be like all right <laughs> i need you to answer these questions and what you- did you do when i graduated seems like well at that point wow. well at that point i was past <laughs> all of my like journalism like prereq requirements so i'm in like the more high, okay. like the editing classes yeah, where yeah. it's not as much like you're doing a so project you start need to anyone finish. to call bother yeah yeah so yeah i would call you or text you with like a list of questions be like okay i need you to answer all of these about your experience with oh. diversity on your team or like whatever <laughs> And you'd, you're like, I'm in St. Louis. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't so know what you want me to minute. do. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'd like, be like, all right, just record some oh voice memos days. and send them my way. But we got some, we got some bloopers. I'd have to, I'd have bloopers. to go back. You still have those? I don't think I got Please, a new phone. I, I, I really hope you don't. No, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to check. But uh, yeah, you uh, 
struggle with the word diversity a little bit. Oh my gosh. What do you, you mean? You, you kept what do you call, mean? You kept, diversity. You kept calling it diversion. Do you have proof this is made up? Oh, I'd have There's to no check. Way. I don't even know where my phone is right Good. now. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Wheezy out Moving, here. Moving on. Um, so for you, do you think that your your childhood and moving around do you think that that gave you an advantage in um sort of being a people person and sort of being able to read people understand people um in the environment that you're in or is it just have you always been that way has that always been a part of you um i would say in my childhood i was always that way and um yeah, my childhood is always that way. If that's how I feel like me, when everyone kind of around me is having a good time, and um, that's what I was like known as, I would say, like looking back, and um, I just remember, like you know, as I was talking about my story, like moving to America, that kind of like all changed because I was so much in shock about the move, so. Be, just being thrown in different places at different times it like forced me to like adapt in new situations very quickly if i'm in a room of people i don't know it's like my now my natural skill that all right how do i find a way to bring all these people together once? Room, yeah exactly yeah. so i think just moving like that um from high school and then to college like it just allowed me to have still have that trait and then in grad school same thing that's why it doesn't feel like when i when change happens it's that big of a change because i'm able to now adapt very quickly what do you how do you handle change are you excited about it or is it something that you kind of fear or is it just neutral for you i would say neutral because i'm so used to it Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone likes change. Um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe some people do like change. But usually with change, it's like you don't know it's good for you mm-hmm. until later on. Yeah. You know? And then you reflect and you're like, oh, yeah. if I could tell myself. <laughs> That's how I feel about like my entire, yeah, like not entire undergrad, but just, yeah. I mean, I even could say my entire undergrad. It's like the moments that you think are just so defining end up being just little blips like yes. in your chapter yes even high school just yeah. like development stages i'm curious if you had to go back in time and give your younger self your freshman self right? <laughs> why 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 freshman you, uh, specifically if you guys knew gabby shill in freshman year blue oh, hair oh my <laughs> nose piercing blue different hair. human being yeah well we were talking about this too like and even in this new chapter that I feel like I'm in, I'm not even... Because I spent so much time being like, I have to get back to what I used to be. Yeah. And so now I'm really content with being in a space of, I'm not even trying to be who I used to be. All of that led me to the the me that I am now. How do I grow into this mold and, and what I... And the qualities that I possess right now. But to your point i've actually thought about this like you ever look back on um like a an embarrassing moment or something and you're like oh my god that was so cringy like i can't believe i said that wore that whatever but you can't put your adult brain in your child body Mm. like it's so 
not damaging, but I just feel like it's so harsh to be like, oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing. It's like, yeah, you were naive. Yeah, you were young. Like, yeah. you didn't know any better. You grew from that. Right. So... That's why you gotta t- live in the present. Exactly. So, in terms of, like, advice... Yeah. I don't know. That's hard. I think... I mean, you're better at giving advice than... You gave me a lot of advice during that time period. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. See, and I thought that was... <laughs> that made me... Oh, I give a lot of good advice. Equipped. I'm going to be a great counselor. Yeah. But happy to have been of help. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I don't think, I don't know what I would tell myself because I feel like I still don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, I feel more, like, I have a grasp, more self-awareness. Oh, yeah. You have to but, just wing right, it. Right. Like, I'm know? like, I still don't know exactly, like, what I would have done. And I think I would just say, like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, like, learn from every mistake but don't harp on it like when you spiral and you're like oh my god i can't believe i said that or did that or whatever Mm -hmm. um or i should have done this it's like i don't know it's just inhibiting it's like okay but you didn't there's like this saying it's like good news bad news good news is the war is over bad news is you lost like just approaching it like you can't change it like it's okay to acknowledge it it wasn't the like highest point of your character but ultimately out of your control yeah you got to move on yeah you know it's i find it that's such a common like human like error that we focus so much on things we can't control and that just like it kind of just gives you anxiety Mm -hmm. like you're so hyper vigilant on controlling every aspect on your life yeah that you can't fully enjoy the present moment so i think i see that a lot in how i was especially in undergrad you know you're in college you're you're an athlete you know you experienced it it's like you kind of have this like idea of who you need to be right from the go and then you try and live up to expectations but at the end of the day expectations you create for yourself is just pressure and then it's like imposter syndrome because you're like i'm not living up to what i think i should be or where like oh i was so ahead of the game in high school and now i get to college and i'm yeah everyone's Good. so much <laughs> everyone's <laughs> you're like, you're like, really uh, good <laughs> do i belong here yeah i failed the fitness test like, yeah. i'm a sh- yeah you know yeah stuff like that. hyperhidrosis oh, problems gosh. you're really exposed liquid to iv that. athlete in the flesh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i just yeah looking back it's so easy to look back and i think my advice would just be like breathe yeah you know? just take, <laughs> just, take a second just chill like oh my days like i just remember um in undergrad like my first two years of like my sport it was just stress like i'm like i need to focus on this i need to i need to when i get the ball i need to overthink my touch i need to have the perfect touch perfect cross and and it's just you just you're just not you Mm -hmm. you know you're not just going through the motions of the sport you've played for 15 years already um so yeah, if I could go back, that's what I'd tell myself. Just breathe. Just breathe. Because that's what I did this year. And I genuinely enjoyed soccer more than I have in like the last five years. Because I was able to breathe. I realized upon myself that it's just easier to live life breathing than just like holding your breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know like, exhale. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, how would you describe... Because I feel like you're a big music person. You always know how to set the vibes, right? 
What? How? Wow, you, you think so? I'd say Is so. It? I mean, like, I I didn't okay. do walks in the car. Okay. But how would you I'd describe your music style? What What does music do for you, um, on a daily basis with your sport? What? However. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think music's a big part of our lives. Like all, like especially in our generation. Um, so much access to it. Yeah. Too, so it's like think we all listen to music yeah. every single day in some way shape or form so um for me um uh, i rely heavily on not rely i mean i enjoy music with like great lyrics like sometimes i like to just vibe you know background music but like if i'm listening to a song most of the time like the lyrics how do they connect to me and i kind of like use music to grow as a person so like um, Cubs of the Rose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're in your fields, you listen to music, it'll, you know, describe emotions that you can't even describe yourself. Yeah. And that's how, that's when you connect with it. You're like, that song hit, yeah. you know? But yeah. there's a reason those lyrics can explain how you're feeling without you even knowing that's how you felt. Yeah. And it's kind of subliminal too, because it's like deep down, like you kind of know what you're going through, but then it's like mm-hmm. when some, when you hear a song or a lyric that, perfectly describes it it's yeah. like it makes you feel like you're not alone in it you're like oh, exactly someone okay. that gets it yeah that's why i i think artists like especially for our generation world class like they do such a great job of being able to relate to a lot of people that go through a lot of problems mm-hmm. and especially ones that struggle to express it they could just listen to a music artist a, a, a an artist of their choice and just like really connect with that artist and not feel alone type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it's also connecting in the sense like it's we're all experiencing the same things. If you're a human, like you've had to have experienced pain. You've had yeah. to have experienced yeah. loss or suffering and all of that. Exactly. And also good things like the joy and the yeah. love and all of that. So it, I think it's just really connective. Like it's just like kind of like we were talking about earlier. It's extremely unifying and it's almost like a form of social media in a way when you find somebody oh, yeah, no, who definitely, like definitely. likes the same music that you like it's almost an immediate indicator of personality mm-hmm. and and connection in that way too yeah no i complete i couldn't agree more um it's just a way of therapy yeah. for some people most people but yeah i think you know to each their own how they see music i think everyone sees it differently but I think that aspect of music is what I enjoy the most. Yeah. So what, who, who would you say are your favorite artists? Who do you listen to the most? And do you ever, because I know I do this sometimes, where if I'm in maybe like a not so good headspace, sometimes I amplify that by choosing music that Mm. equally expresses what i'm feeling and yeah. instead of trying to get out of it which yeah. i think is also probably therapeutic too because yeah. you're like not trying to escape it you're just Run sitting in it. it and you're like yeah everyone has it in their feels playlist of course in my bag playlist you know we, <laughs> we all have a different playlist for our different moods um favorite artists can i look at my yeah oh, apple sorry. music top three i think well, that's the other thing. Apple Music, you're an Apple Music. Uh, yeah, of course. Loyal. Apple Music over Spotify any day. Come on. Um, so it says Drake number one, of course. Mans <laughs> loves Drake. 
like do you love him because he does that fake british accent it's uh, <laughs> you see that that drake is cringy to me because yeah. i'm actually you know from the uk but props to him you know yeah. he's trying to be multicultural yeah. what a guy so um drake tory lanes and rod wave okay. those are my top three what about yours that's so tough i i want to say beyonce just because i saw her in concert and i like love her as a mm-hmm. performer so I feel like when I listen to her music, I'm just t- like, I saw her when I was 16. So it's such a like formative, I don't know, year for me. Yeah. And I mean, I like a lot of what she stands for. Like she's very empowering. Um, definitely kind of shows like you can do it all. You can have kids. You can be yourself. You don't have to put yourself in a box. Um, I really like... Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Hiatus Coyote, so like Neo Soul, Jazz, um, just really soothing stuff, vibey, mm-hmm. um, also stuff that's like good background music. I love to like cook. I love to, you know, go about my day driving and not have something that's always in your face. Yeah, yeah. I love a, like a Megan The Stallion <laughs> moment, but time and place. Yeah. Like sometimes. So I, music's like a big part of your life. Hundred percent. I think it completely sets. It's like having a soundtrack. It's like if your life's a movie it's having the soundtrack a life is a movie (laughs) (laughs) i remember like oh here we go (laughs) every time like (laughs) Um, living in the past fc okay go ahead expose we gotta reminisce a little bit but every time any function would be in in the brewing you would like send me a text you'd be like it's gonna be a movie get your scripts ready like every movie uh, analogy you could yeah. think of and I'd, then it i'd would... be like you ready yeah for what <laughs> world premiere <laughs> it'd be something like so corny yeah but good times good times good times now we're like growing we're adults podcasts yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> i like... can't it's so funny because i'm like everyone i've asked has agreed to do it yeah which is hilarious to me yeah no, I was when when I found out you were doing this, I was like, it fits because you were doing, you've always like t- loved like getting to know people. Yeah, and like I think just like me, you've you have that like natural empath empathic part to you, and just you doing this, going around, getting different people, different backgrounds, just being able to talk to them. I've listened to some; they all feel comfortable, and it's just like, I love it. i know i like to i kind of want because the whole theme of it it, it's called that's all right though we're like looking at our lives and not not necessarily like not taking ourselves too seriously but any um thing that comes your way it doesn't have to be the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows we can look at things with like a neutral perspective and whether and not everything's not good or bad it's just it is yeah and um one of my favorite quotes by napoleon hill um every adversity carries with it a seed of equal or greater benefit so like Mm -hmm. really not always like having a positive mindset because sometimes that's just not realistic for whatever situation you're in but being able to really take things from a neutral point of view and make the most of them yeah i it's funny you say that because when I think of my um, undergrad coach at URI, um, one of the two things he always said 
every time we'd beat like a team like PC and get so excited, he would always remind us, don't let the highs get too high. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have our defeats. We'll like tie a team we shouldn't have tied. Don't let the lows get too low. And I never understood what that meant until you just said that aspect of kind of looking at everything neutral. You know, like mm-hmm. that's how you keep your composure. That's how you don't, you know, lose yourself in either like a high or a low. Yeah, because I think if you allow external things to dictate your next approach, it's completely inhibiting because it's like, I don't know, it's like if you roll a dice and you Mm -hmm. get a one three times in a row, you're like, well, the next one's probably going to be one when it's like, well, there's an equal chance it could be anything. You're playing chance with life. Exactly. So, um, yeah, just really not letting external factors dictate my internal thoughts movements etc so i'm curious because i you talking to me now you know you've not always had this mindset no (laughs) i know that for a fact so like at what point and like at what point did this transition for you and why so i think it's definitely been a big thing in the past year yeah where i feel like i just had a lot of life changes um my parents like moved. I lived in Michigan for most of my life and they decided to move to Florida during the pandemic, which is exciting. Like I, it's a new place. It's a really nice place, but it was a little difficult for me because I just don't have a life down there. I'm not established down there. Um, I don't have like my friends down there. Mm -hmm. I, in the fall and season was just dealing with some mental stuff. And then I had an injury, I tore my labrum. So like all all these things were happening and I was like, why? Like why, mm-hmm. not like why me? Cause it yeah. wasn't that deep, but yeah. just from the standpoint of like, damn, this is really hard. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know what my next move is. This feels really debilitating. And I kind of, and it, it's like an everyday thing. It ebbs and flows. Like I'm not always, I'm not always like this. Yeah. Like I get, but when down. things, when things like that happen, you have two choices. Right. And so actually right now I'm like the type of therapy that I'm doing is um, acceptance and commitment therapy. So it's a lot about accepting the things that we can't control and committing to change the things that we can. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I've just been working a lot with acceptance and I used to be a little bit cynical with religion when I first got to college because I went to a Catholic high school I was like raised Catholic Mm. and then I started to just really doubt religion and and all of that when I when I came into college Mm. and I think faith can be a really powerful thing for a lot of people and for some people it's just not their cup of tea like I'm not here to convince anybody yeah but it definitely helped me kind of gaining some of my spirituality back in that the things that I knew I couldn't control, I'm like, all right, I'll just chuck it up to God. Like, that's not me. That's not my responsibility. Like, that's for, you know, you them know, to you, figure you know out. the song lyric. These days, <laughs> I'm letting God, God handle all things above me. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, like that helped me a lot because it was kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Like, yeah. if I can't control it, like it must be, mm-hmm. like, not for me. There's only so much you can control. Right. So another thing I'll tell my younger self for sure. Yeah. Remember, do you remember like college, put yourself like freshman year, 
Yeah. Just it's naive. Like, so if naive. anything that didn't go the way you want, it felt like the end of the world, yeah. right? Yeah. And also, I think I was just not very... It, I was focused in certain ways. Like, I've always felt really ambitious and determined and competitive. And, like, I knew how good I could be in certain categories. But I definitely didn't commit myself. Like, I, I didn't live up to, like, the highest form of my potential. Mm. I was kind of okay with just yeah. getting by in some ways. Being complacent. Yeah, so, like, with class and stuff. Like, I used to skip class. Oh, like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, for sure. I remember. I used to skip you, class you, a lot. It's like you lived in Duncan. Like, <laughs> you, Those two for five bacon, <laughs> egg, and cheese. And man. you didn't leave hours in Duncan. I'm like, she's Well, because I class? would just be socializing, and I was like... I'm like, the class? But then... <laughs> but it was also... So my high school was pretty challenging. I went mm-hmm. to a prep school and I was able to be pretty successful in that being a procrastinator and waiting to the last minute in high school. Okay. So that was like always kind of my approach to things. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to college and I was like, okay, I'm just going to apply the same principle. And then when you have a choice to go to class, like in high oh, school, you yeah. don't really have a choice. You don't, it's you, like you just go. You yeah. don't have to do Especially when you have strict parents. Right. Like even if you're sick, you're going to school. Right. Yeah. So my mom used to get so mad at me for right? being sick. Being or like, sick, like sick I was like, <laughs> I felt felt so bad for being. She's like, you're not skipping. I'm like, what? I'm like dying. <laughs> I, I have COVID. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think that, and I and I got a, I you know could say I got away with it, but I remember my freshman year. I think I got like a, I still did okay. I got like above a three zero, but it wasn't like yeah. what I knew I was yeah. capable of. Yeah. And so it was just a wake-up call for me. I was like, is this really, like, how you want to go about your life? Like, just kind of skating by in the things that you don't think are important? Because you have no idea, not that you should live for other people, but you have no idea who's watching. Like, maybe there's a professor that really believes in you that Mm -hmm. could write, like, a life-changing letter of rec, and you're blowing it off because you just don't think it's that important. Like, that's their life's work. That's the thing that they care about. Yeah. And grad schools helped me with that, too, where – I would find myself complaining about things and I go to like, I'm in an evening program and it's a lot of people who have families, they work full-time jobs and they're taking these steps. They're spending their hard-earned you know, money and time and all these things trying to further their education. And like, I'm complaining about what, you know what I mean? It was yeah. just kind of eye-opening to see people so dedicated and, really committing to themselves to something that was really important to them. And I just decided like, you can't take anything for granted. And I was definitely taking like my life for granted. Like yeah. I was just going through the motions. Yeah. You're just existing. Yeah. Now you're living. Exactly. Okay. I love that. Love that. That's you? the difference. Knowing the difference, you know, did you feel like similarly or have you always been like pretty on top of, on top of your stuff um i think i was on top of my stuff until covid hit and then yeah downhill like i motivation gone like you can it's kind of you know school became lenient first like online school was so easy so and um with anything being easy you kind of just like you're kind of just like coasting through life you're not really learning i can't remember i can't i can't tell you why i learned junior year senior year 
like it was just a matter of showing up you know for that 50 minute zoom class Mm -hmm. doing the homework you know very easy and just like coasting so just like what you're saying when i got to grad school and everything came back to normal and being in a new environment kind of gave me that like choice do i want to keep being this person that i don't really want to be or can i be someone i actually want to be mm-hmm. and then that's kind of my transition yeah and you have a choice yeah. like that's the craziest thing mm-hmm. is that i think that was also really inhibiting for me was i think i convinced myself that i was just the way that i was yeah. and it's like no you can change like yeah. any anybody can change yes. if you want to motivation's fleeting but mm-hmm. you can be the person that you want to be yeah you have and, that control yeah and even like from a mentality standpoint like because like mental health like it's a very real thing i know i've struggled with it for since i was in high school but again like it's like any muscle in your body you can change that too Mm -hmm. like it's all about are you willing to put the work in and and there's a cost to that for sure like it takes time away from other things that are maybe more comfortable like maybe you don't get to watch netflix until you know the late hours of the of the evening but like Mm -hmm. you're gaining so much by the other things you're investing in and you're ultimately investing in yourself which is always going to be beneficial yeah exactly it's a matter of if you want to you know make that decision the choice like do you want to do things for you or they're going to help you or you want to do things that aren't going to help you Mm -hmm. like it sounds like an you know pretty easy answer so i think just realizing the choices we do have in life like we do have power people forget that like you're saying the brain is also a muscle like if you imagine if you could control your brain that's why you know i always say around my friends like they always joke me for saying like it's all mental but like you know i i say that um to remind me like i said i'll be cold and you're like it's just it's just like a remind like a reminder you know daily reminder for me that like if i could control my brain i could control the actions in my life yeah you know sometimes things do get so physiological that it's physical and you can't really go back to having a strong mind because it's you know too late but just understanding that you know we're product of our brains that it's like it's everything starts in the brain so if you could control that and be aware of your thought patterns then the more successful you're going to be in choosing the right path and direction you want to take in life so you said it's all mental do you have any other things that you kind of live by that sort of guide your daily your daily Um, routine uh it's all mental definitely big one i would i wouldn't say i have any other ones but just like along that same line just like uh like one of like my biggest like lessons i go by is just like let people be people Mm. you know what i mean so like i feel like when we meet people we like kind of like um like cast a judgment yes kind of like immediately like you have your first impressions of them so because you you see something in them that you think it is them right without really getting to know them 
and you kind of like portray your preconceived ideas onto them you know without really getting to know them and then when they don't act in accordance with what you thought of them you kind of get disappointed and mad at them Mm. that's what i've learned like growing up does that make sense yeah so like well and i even think about like some of the qualities in myself like i was talking about earlier i used to be like like defensive Mm -hmm. and i think part of it is maybe just like the environment i grew up in like i had two older brothers i was the only girl like i probably developed certain qualities that helped me thrive in one environment Mm -hmm. but then you get to another environment where you don't need to have your guard up or you don't need to like have that defense mechanism yeah and so i could see how i come off a certain way because of just the environment that i was in and and things that a quality that is neither positive nor negative like it serves me in a lot of ways it's made me really ambitious like it's made me very strong-minded but it can also inhibit me in a lot of ways it can like close me off to certain people i can come off as intimidating you know what i mean so that you see when we talk about empathy that's the cursed part (laughs) to empathy because we're very aware of other people so sometimes we'll kind of like adjust who we are to make them feel comfortable like say the right thing what we think they would like to hear act the right way you know just to like please the environment yeah i also feel like the lowering of boundaries too Mm. to like try to make somebody else more comfortable and that people pleasing (laughs) not good (laughs) (laughs) because i found myself in situations not really anymore but definitely when i was younger where it's like you see somebody who's hurting or you see somebody and you automatically put your feelings your whatever to the side because in that moment how they feel is how they feel and how they perceive you is more important than the thing that you needed to say yeah or the the point that you needed to make and then that's when you lose yourself yeah for sure and then you just existing (laughs) so what is that what's that mentality like just existing like what does that mean like i feel like yeah with existing i don't know you're really just not you're just there you know what i mean you're not really understanding or grasping your kind of purpose in life yeah so you're just going through the motions you're not really challenging yourself you're not looking at life outside of kind of your you no 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 i know what you mean i feel like so then what i guess what are things that keep you from like just existing like how do you live that really purposeful life like what are some things you do to keep you present yeah so to each their own but personally um just meeting different people and hearing different stories allows me to understand the world at a bigger scope because you know when you hear someone's story that's from a different background from you different culture different religion um just basically very different from you um you kind of get to be more knowledgeable about different aspects of the world you know you're learning more well-rounded just being more knowledgeable 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 about the world just helps you that's what i think so why why are we friends why do we get wow transition yeah wild transition um 
I didn't say this was a good podcast. <laughs> I just said I would have you on my podcast. <laughs> um, why we? Why do we get so? Because you get it. Because I get it. You what get does it. that mean? What does that mean? You see the world not just from your own shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're seeing through shoes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mixed a couple analogies in there on me. That's not the saying. No, it's like you walk in someone's shoes or okay. you see the world through like someone else's eyes. <laughs> it's, not, it's, yeah. not, it's not seeing the world from someone's shoes. That's not it. No. Okay. I'm not familiar with that. I think, Maybe that's I think it's just an American thing. American um, language barrier. But You speak <laughs> English. <laughs> Have you ever spoken in a language other than English? Yeah. I was, you know, when I was born in South Africa... I spoke their native tongue. Which is? See, I don't remember <laughs> South Africa very well. I Honestly, it's crazy. Like, imagine knowing a language and just, like, not remembering you yeah. fluent in it. Yeah. Has that happened to you? No, but when I lived in Korea, um, I remember moving back to the U.S. and how quickly you lose mm. everything. Yeah. Because if you're just not speaking it every day and yeah. you're not immersed in it, it's so hard to keep up. Just like how I lost my British accent and I have an American one now. Well, <laughs> so, but like that's, it is kind of interesting because you don't have a full blood, like it's not, I'm not like, oi, mate, <laughs> you're not like, what are we saying, bro, from the mandem, yeah, oh, furthermore, I don't say, furthermore, yeah, it's like you have a, a blend of, yeah. of an American and an English accent, very diverse man over here, yeah, <laughs> multicultural do you has it i mean people must comment on that all the time yeah when i whenever i meet someone you have an accent i'm like do i have an accent like i mess with them at the beginning you know because i'm tired of just saying it's so well, hard to tell this so yeah the story yeah. is so long so i just like pretend i i don't know what they're talking about i'm from connecticut and they're like <laughs> huh <laughs> yeah yeah so what is it like being from Connecticut? All I all I can think of. I don't claim Connecticut very often, <laughs> so there's not much. If the, the no. podcast's gonna get boring quickly, yeah. I think we it, start yeah. chatting about Connecticut. Okay. Yeah, Michigan. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Better place. Fair enough. You from Detroit? Um, like the Metro Detroit area. I'm not from uh, like okay. Detroit. You're not from the ends. You can't say the ends when you haven't been there. The ends. I've people well, have heard the about end? yeah, the ends me, is like some okay, slang. some slang. All right, so the ends. When we say the ends, the ends it's yeah. like it's like the trenches. You know, like you can't bad use, crime. You can't, <laughs> you can't use a slang term to describe another slang. Term. Trenches is slang. Wow, I know a lot of slang. Yeah. Okay, so ends is like the rough parts of the world. The like. Finish my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand what you mean. Okay. okay, so that's that's the ends, and then you know what else? You want British lingo? Okay, birds, birds as girls. Oh, why are we doing this? I like learning new lingo. I like adding okay. to my my vernacular. See, but this testing me because you don't know anything. <sighs> well, yeah. also, I mean, one of my favorite parts of our friendship is that you'll completely like roast me, rip into me. Ah. Say like I guess so much the beef for that now. The you know what I mean? Thing. It'll be funny though. Like yeah. And the reason I can take there it. There we go. You get it. That's why. The thing I can I can take it as it being funny because one, 
I know when I'm like seriously, if I was seriously coming to you with a problem, you would actually hear me out completely non-judgmental, be there for me. But mm. it's when we're in a certain circumstance that you can then like maybe bring up like my demons or whatever. Yeah. And in a joking manner, like toss it at me and just cover it with banter. It's just banter. It's just banter. You know, that was my senior quote banter? in high school. At the end of the day, it's all about the quality banter of the lads. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, quality banter. But that's what I've realized. Um, that's what I've always done. It's like, I think that's you guys in America call it busting balls. Like we call it banter. Yeah. I say we like I'm not American. Yeah. Like I haven't been here for. <laughs> okay. Past so, <laughs> anyways, um, with banter, you you have to know the person. That's what I've realized very quickly. <laughs> being in a new environment, people didn't know that aspect of me that I'm nice, I'm not mean. And, you know, I get them. And when I joke about like the you insecurities, can take, you can take it when too, I joke, like, yeah, when I joke about the insecurities, is so that I could highlight listen, I know you're insecure about this. You know, you're insecure mm-hmm. about this. I know you're insecure about this. Let's joke about it so you don't feel too much insecure about it. it. But it's like if I were to bring up, oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Like a Facebook archive picture of your hairline as a kid. Oh wow. As a kid, not now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, banter's. I've ne- people don't banter me. <laughs> banter's. It's, it's tough. That's yeah. why it's it's. I've refrained from using it too much now because I realized that you know when someone's really down, you know you don't you don't really know what people are going through. And you're like, oh. And then you yeah. know they're already down, but if you don't have that empathy, right, and yeah, see feel. that they're down, and you're My, just bantering them, it's gonna yeah. be so painful for them. My dad always uses the term, well, just in general, like I feel like our whole family does, but the term feel, like when someone just doesn't respond to a social situation like in a an empathetic way yeah it's like they just have no feel they don't get it you don't have any feel like you have to understand you gotta catch the vibe catch the vibe understand the circumstances you're in and not just say something just to be funny or say something out just to make yourself feel good that's not the point that's not banter that's That's not not quality that's just bullying (laughs) that's hazing um but yeah so banter any other slang or just like terms that you you say it calm just, a lot calm yeah calm, calm is calm. like okay cool yeah calm calm Low it yeah you know there's a lot it comes naturally it's better when it sounds you know comes Low naturally it? Like, allow it wow are you from the ends <laughs> from the trenches <laughs> oh but yeah um so i just want to say like shout out to myself because i drove uh, two hours i can't believe you did that to come do this podcast with you because you're a friend of mine like i really wanted to have you on i feel yeah. like you have good insight um we always we get along really well and yeah the banter is always quality always always why like how i mean you've said like oh you just get it but like what do you think what is your like quality in a good friendship like what do you look for if anything um i think there's levels to friendships um i've struggled to understand those levels 
but I know there's definitely levels to certain people. Um, so certain people might think, oh, that person's just my acquaintance, but that acquaintance might think, oh, that's my friend. So it, it varies throughout certain people. Um, for me, friendship, just like recently, um, it's been more specific. Before, it's like anyone that I know, we share common interests and <laughs> we've had a conversation with friends. Like, yeah. you know, like I see you, I'll say hi, friends. But you, I don't, now it's like I've understood that it's more personal. you have to know and understand that person for me to consider you a friend. Like, yeah. if, if you're my friend, you get me, I get you. You know, we've had conversations, we've um, bonded over things, and, you know, I know when to banter you, when it's the right place. When it's deserved. Exactly. So, um, I think that's the difference between a friend and just an acquaintance. Yeah. And, like, my favorite friendships that I have, and I feel like we're like this, where, like, I can go, like, a month without talking to you, and then yeah. pick right back up yeah. where we left off. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's just not natural you don't force it yeah just vibes yeah Yeah. and it's usually like me facetiming you crying (laughs) and then you're like you laugh just like that (laughs) no like if if you answer the phone and i'm crying you're like oh my again (laughs) uh do you deal with that do people call you crying a lot yeah i i figured i was like it's definitely see now, now now they're not gonna feel special but yeah um, I don't know. It's like what you. It's it's strange, you know. My boys, you know, female friends I have. Just about anyone that I've, I consider friend feels comfortable, like oh I'm going through something. Who can I call? That's gonna understand. Listen to me. Does it tends to always be me? Yeah. No, but it's 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 calm, you know. Always yeah. happy to help. I think that's why I'm in this field. Well, and. How, because you do have a lot of female friendships, and I do. There's definitely like a stereo, not stereotype, but like stigma, like guys and girls being friends, like what that looks like. Yeah. How have you been able to navigate that and keep your like female friendships purely friendships? Just like, I don't know, breathing. Like, <laughs> people are always going to say something to anything you do. Like, if you follow a social construct, I realize that you're never going to be able to live the way you want to live. So you kind of have to look at the world, look how it is, and you get to pick and choose, okay, I like this part of how I want to live, and I don't like this part. So I kind of just like live life just doing and deciding what feels right and just like breathing, going about it, not thinking too much about it. So, Yeah. yeah. Do you, I was gonna say something. What about like you? What do you what do you think about um platonic friendships? So between male I was actually just gonna females? say, like, I think it can be so beneficial because there's a completely different perspective. Like I know if I I can come to you about something and be like from a guy's perspective, like from your perspective, yeah. like how would you view this situation? And it just makes you more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be that thing of like, well, guys and girls can like never truly be friends, but I don't really subscribe to that. Like, I think that people are... For the most part, no. No, they can't? For the most part. Well, now, because I feel like with 
just social media and all this stuff. Yes. It's it's like yes. there's a a portrayal that it's like yeah. if you're with if you're seen with somebody like it has to be something more mm-hmm. than a friendship. Yeah. But yeah. In general, I feel like I just really appreciate having that well-rounded perspective. And I kind of feel like I would be limiting myself if I was like, well, I can't be seen with a guy unless I'm dating him. Yeah. It's like, wouldn't you want like all of your resources? Like, wouldn't yeah. you want... Do you have a lot of guy friends? No, not, not necessarily. But like in high school, I definitely had a group of friends that was like really balanced between guys and girls. Mm-hmm. Like there was like a group of us and it, w- it just made everything extremely fun because it was like you just could completely see like so many different it's like you you were in in uh an environment that was reflective of the world around you like i think that if you're in any circumstance where you're completely isolated and limiting and i i really appreciate my girl like my girlfriends and my female friendships um and i definitely have like my best friends are girls Mm -hmm. but plus me yeah yeah. But I mean, like my my home, like oh, people gotcha, who know me, gotcha, like gotcha. the longest, like from like eighth grade, like that are my ride or dies, like um, they, yeah, like I definitely value those friendships, but I also think that I've gained so much and have had such amazing memories and laughs and like just incredible moments with, um, like my guy friends and and having that group of people that are just yeah. like really cool and supportive and. Like, I don't know. I just think that that you gain more when you don't limit yourself in any category. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. Um, what about relationships? Yeah. Why don't they? Why? I'm gonna ask this in the right way. Why don't they work sometimes? No, wait. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> why do you think they fail? R- like relationships between people like just like platonically i or think it's it comes like, down to an unmet need and not being ooh, able to unmet needs and to what do you mean by unmet needs so for some people maybe it's affection maybe somebody's not affectionate enough and you don't feel like you're valued but mm. um it could also be just purely um like service based maybe somebody doesn't provide enough for you or mm-hmm. doesn't do things for you the way that you would like them done or the way that you would do them for yourself and yeah. you, and you want that type of person like i yeah. think it, it completely depends but ultimately i think it comes down to an unmet need and also in combination with the inability to communicate that unmet need yeah so a lot of times i think we assume that well this person should know like yes. you should you should know that read that's my, what read i my want mind. yeah and, and I know that it comes across a little bit in that, well, if they wanted to, they would, which is true. Like that holds, holds weight in, in some circumstances. But I also think that you can't be mad at somebody unless you've communicated to them that yeah. they aren't fulfilling like something for you. And that goes for friendships, family, like it goes yeah. for everything. Yeah. If somebody's falling short in a category and you don't tell them that's on you how are you going to expect somebody to like you said read your mind yeah i think a lot of the times too um (laughs) we tend to do this thing when we meet people that especially that we really like or just want to get close to is we um perceive a perception of what we think 
they are immediately so you kind of like like or attracted or find yourself being around this yeah being around this like person because of the idea of who you think they are and then you love them for potential or just like what they're not Mm -hmm. and then that's when you start creating uh expectation and then when they don't meet it you become disappointed and then you're just pressuring 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 and the whole time you're pressuring something you thought that wasn't it does Mm -hmm. that make sense and it's like you create yeah it's just creating an idea in your head and some things are legitimate i mean like sometimes it's like somebody just is not putting in the effort or Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah, it's like a friendship can be feel really one-sided yeah for sure um but yeah i think it's all about being able to effectively communicate that and not in a way that's like seriously like you didn't realize that i was feeling this way like that's not effective communication that's not that's tearing into somebody not easy no no not at all (laughs) (laughs) you want to dive deeper into the relationships aren't easy relationships aren't easy uh, no just like general just like what i see like from what i've experienced and what i see day to day with like you know my boys relationships anyone i know relationships social media just looking at it it's just like um they're not easy they just don't look easy like just and then it's like a month later you're like all of those all of them are archived (laughs) right the archives like you know this person's together for this long and then all of a sudden it didn't exist like like what happened yeah and i feel like it happens so commonly so i don't know i think that just like lack of understanding and just like pressures created yeah and it's also like like, people can post on social media when they're depressed like you can post something from two weeks ago social media is so fake yeah but it's but i think it can it's a good thing too like i like i think it can empower people i think it can allow people to express themselves but i think there is a sense of even if you're doing something for yourself subconsciously there is like a you want other people to see it too otherwise you wouldn't post it yeah no Uh, look i feel like it's so easy to get trapped in the social media world like i look back i think ever since like my like growth period in life i look back and what i used to post and i know you said it's hard to look back at your younger self and just like judge but i just look back that's why i don't judge i just I just laugh and just like, oh, this is what I used to do. Just like portraying kind of like an ego or like by ego, I mean like a false self. Like Mm -hmm. I think that's what social media allows people to do a platform to just like portray something they're not. And that's what you think people see you as. Yeah. So you keep portraying it, keep fueling that like ego that's not you and that makes you feel good about yourself so like it's i i find it so dangerous but without social media if you just like go ahead delete everything i feel like you just like you're so behind well and then it's also like in a way that's also based in ego because you're like i'm above this you know what i mean like by deleting everything you're basically saying like yeah you know i don't know i think 
it depends how you look at it. If you're deleting it because you see how dangerous it can be for you and your mental health, I think mm-hmm. the reason we have so, like anxiety, like such an anxiety based like generation, is because of social media, and we we have the ability to feel this ego, fuel it, fuel it, fuel it, and it's just like affecting us mentally, and just realizing that for yourself and wanting to delete it for that sole reason that's fine but then you know there's positives about social media like you know seeing the news latest news yeah you know i think that's where we get our news like we see it on like instagram or twitter we we're not really watching cnn and just like other things bringing people together show showcasing like protests like you know really important masses so there's obviously there's good and there's bad it depends how you look at it but i think for our generation it's definitely affecting us especially the younger ones on a lighter note how do you come up with your instagram captions <sighs> see i used to be such a tryhard on instagram like <laughs> when i talk about this ego thing i used to always just like all right the soccer play ego that people you know see me as like how am I going to go on Instagram and showcase that flex. I'm that guy? Flex. Like, I my life is great. I'm a baller. I have two rings, blah, 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 yeah. blah. But it's like, now, like, I think in my growth period, like, I'm just like, I don't really care too much about that. I'm chill. Like, I'm breathing. Doing that is not breathing. Like, you're so hypervigilant about yeah. what people think about you. So, before, like, you know. What would, what would Drake say? That was my mindset. Every time I posted something, what would Drake say posting this picture? You know, so that's what but used now, to be. But now, now what is now, it? Now, I don't really post. In, I haven't posted yeah. since, you know, like, because, I, I don't know, I've become a private, I'm just like. Low-key. Low-key, enjoying life. I don't need to portray something on my Instagram or anything to anyone. So I'm just like, chilling. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. I think we uh, we learned a lot. Just breathe. Just breathe. At the end of the day, just breathe. We like, don't breathe enough. No. At all. I even notice that too when I'm like working out. I'll be like holding my breath. While like things. yeah. Going up and down. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get done and I'm like red in the face. That's how I. That's how I tackle life too. I'm just like red in the face mm-hmm. always because I'm like. <gasps> yeah. But, Imagine breathing. Yeah. Just breathe. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for doing this with me. You were a great guest. I'm happy to have you on. Happy to have you on for part two if you're down. Definitely down for in part the future. two. Definitely. Down. Um, definitely more banter. Yes. In the future. We we got deep. We did get deep. Like, it's because we're so old now. I know. Freshman year, it was just like listening to jungle listening to junk and like making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> and our only concern was. Are you going to Chuck's? Are you going to Charlie's local bar? Yeah. So, freshman year, can we be? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs>